All right, we got NBA, NHL, NFL. This is Box Score. I'm Alex. That's Brad. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Start with the NBA. Just last week, you had the Lakers tie the Celtics for the most titles in NBA history with 17 NBA championships. Yes, sir. Um, these are two of, two of the most dominant NBA teams in history, and whichever team wins next will have the title of titles. Yeah, you're talking about two of the greatest titles. Or titles, man, you got me messed up. Dynasties of all time. Uh, it, and, and those two teams, we could have seen it again this year. Uh, obviously, the Celtics faltered against Miami, but yeah, and I mean that that uh, rivalry goes all the way back to what Bill Russell and Baylor, Elgin Baylor, I believe. Yeah, and then you got Larry Bird and Magic. I mean, it's all over. I there's mean, a, there's a lot of rivalries between those two teams. I don't I don't remember who was in Boston when uh, uh Kobe and Shaq were there, but that was back. Is that when the big three were there? Um, no, that was when LeBron and Chris Bosh and D Wade were all on a team together. Oh, okay. That was, was in that like really? late two thousand ten. That was early two thousand tens, late two thousands. I guess I didn't realize that. Um, when Kobe and Shaq were there at the same time, I mean, you're talking like very early two thousands when the Pistons were hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're talking the first five years of the twentieth twentieth century. I got you. Yeah, or twenty first century. Century, century. Excuse me. Century, yep. Yeah. Yeah, two really good teams, and I guess we'll see uh, next year if the Celtics and Lakers face off again. I mean, assuming LeBron's still staying there. I'm sure he is. I'm just fucking <laughs> Yeah, come on now. Come on now. Go, go playing. <laughs> yeah. Looking at uh, Tatum, he's definitely proved that he's one of the top players at his position in the game right now. Yeah. Um, he's been very, very consistent, so hopefully we can get something out of that. Maybe they go and make an offseason. Uh, yeah, an off-season signing or a trade that they can boost their team just that much more to push them to that next level. Yeah. Although they already were doing very well. Yeah. Um. Hopefully they just need something to get past a team like Miami, which has such a depth to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was such a difficult time for them to get through. But going back to the Lakers, um, I have a few questions for you in regards to a few players' uh, legacy. Yeah. Starting with Dwight Howard, what does this ring say for his legacy? Uh, I mean, in my opinion, man. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit before. I think, in my opinion, he was he was already a Hall of Famer in my book. He was a dominant big man for a long time in the league, especially early days. He kind of tapered off a little bit. I believe he went to Atlanta, right? Or was it uh, Washington? He went somewhere and kind of fell a lot off of a bit. He went all over the place for a minute. Yeah, I, I mean, think, he was in like Houston. I think he might have been to both. Yeah, he was in Atlanta for like two years, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, then I think he actually did go to Washington. Yeah. He went to Houston. He went to somewhere else. And then now he's in LA. Yeah. I just, I think back to his dunk competition magic days when he was young. I mean, he was good. He was always a good player. I don't know. Maybe I guess pushing hall of fame. I don't know. I think he was always a dominant player, especially in his prime. He got that three in the game or in the finals. Um, I mean, he got his ring. He's 34. He's probably done soon. Yeah. There was definitely, there was talks of him being up there with Shaq's level when it came to the early years and, or Orlando, since they both started their careers there. Yeah. Um, there was definitely a lot of comparison between the two. But on to the next, Um, you have Rajon Rondo. What does this ring say for his legacy? Man, I mean, he's old, too. <laughs> <laughs> he's old, too. I, that, that's all I really have to say. I mean, I'm glad he got a ring. Didn't he get one? Uh, when was that he got a ring? Was it, well, he was with the Celtics, yeah, right? Yeah, that was when he was with, uh, it was, it was four of them. It was KD, or KG, I mean. Yeah, that was he was Kevin part of Garnett, the three, wasn't he? Paul Pierce. Nah, he wasn't. Ray yeah. Allen and Ray John Rondo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was four, not three. I got you. It was four. 
Uh, that was 2008. 2008. Yeah, so he's been kind of... Well, he's got two rings now. I didn't even know he was in the league until he went to the Lakers, to be honest. <laughs> Come on. Bro. You, everybody knew Rondo bro. on the Celtics. You're going to tell me you didn't know Rondo on the I, Celtics? I thought he was gone, bro. He was a monster on the Celtics. He wasn't yeah. as... 2008. You're talking 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, That's half my life. He's an old, he's an old man. And I'll tell you something. But uh, I don't know. This one kind of bounces me back and forth because he's bounced back and forth a bit yeah uh, he was only good for a couple of years in the celtics like really a standout player good i mean right, he's still right. pretty decent but if you ask me he's always been known for his playmaking ability it's his ability to make flashy passes and find the open man which he still does now i mean he's known for there's a bunch of videos and memes of him you know finding lebron or contavious paulwell pope or whoever it is that's open to get a nice shot jr smith not danny green though he is, <laughs> danny green doesn't make threes uh <laughs> So, yeah. I got to do them like that. Hey, man. <laughs> they won, but they could have won a, week, a few days earlier. Yeah, right. That's all I'm going to say. So, it's hard to say Hall of Fame for Rondo. Um, He hasn't really stood out enough, and he hasn't really done, he hasn't had any massive milestones that he's reached quite yet to yeah. really tell me, yeah, this guy's certified Hall of Famer. Yeah. We'll see what he does. If he wins another ring, I might have to say, yeah. Right. As a starter, I guess you could say. Right now, he is a starter, but if he's not a starter next year, we'll get into that in a bit. I don't know. I mean, it's tough to say right now. It's kind of hard to tell. If I had to pick between the two, I would say Howard's more likely to be in the Hall of Fame. Probably. I would probably agree with you just for the impact he had in Orlando compared to Rondo had three other All-Stars when he won his rank. So, I don't know. It's kind of hard. Okay. So, my third player, jump into the youth a little bit, Anthony Davis. What does this ring say for his legacy? I mean... You can't knock the guy. He's always been really good since, I mean, since he started. Um, he's one of those guys you'd love to have on your team. Does it take away that he went to LeBron? I don't know. I mean, I think he's good. I think he, if, if Anthony Davis wasn't there, they probably wouldn't have won that final. So, overall, I mean, how old is he now? He's, I want to say he's like 26. 26, 26 that's what I was thinking too. Somewhere around yeah, there. somewhere around there. So, he's still got plenty of years left in the league. Um, I mean... It's good that he got his first ring. I'm happy for him, but I can't sit here and say he's going to be a Hall of Famer right off, right off the jump. I hear you. It's kind of hard to say he ran, ran to LeBron. Yeah, I'm not. If yeah. you go back and look at the last few championships, let's say the, just the last decade, yeah. you cannot name one team that had less than or any less than two All-Stars. That's true. Every single team that won a ring had at least two All-Stars, if not more, yeah. <clears throat> Warriors. I mean, that's just the NBA now. Yeah. It, I mean, that really is what it takes. Even if you look back, I mean, it goes all the way back to the 90s and 80s. You really have to have two, at minimum, solid weapons to really yeah. get you a trophy. Yeah. I think people are high on the whole idea that, like, one player can, because there's only five on the court. They just assume one player takes up 20% of the team. That means they can, I mean, don't get me wrong, one player can change the entire team. Like I said, without Davis, the Lakers probably wouldn't be, I don't want to say that because LeBron's still a dominant player, but well, before Davis was signed there, you got to remember they didn't even Lakers didn't even make the playoffs last right. year. And they didn't have Davis, yeah. so so he's one. Of I those mean, they guys did that... sign a lot of weapons in the last for this season. They signed Danny Green off uh, Raptors coming off a ring. Yep, they signed Anthony Davis. They signed Demarcus Cousins, but he's injured. Howard too wasn't Howard. They, yeah. they signed Dwight Howard. They signed. Uh, we they traded for Pope. Was that last yeah. year? Mm. Or two a years year ago. and a half ago. It okay. was in the middle of the 2018-19 season. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, so... 
Yeah, I guess I agree with you. It's hard to say whether or not he'll be Hall of Fame yet. I mean, he would have to stay pretty consistent like he has. But, I mean, ever since he left Kentucky, he's been a yeah, absolute I mean, like, monster. He, de- he definitely has, for sure. I mean, the he's way, one of the- you ask me, he has to win, win a few more rings to really reach this, but it's looking like he's following in Shaq's footsteps when it comes to, like, dominance in the paint. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. What other center in the league has been significantly better than he has in the last since he's joined the league? I guess I couldn't tell you. The only one that... Yeah, nah, that's it. <laughs> There's not been one that's been as consistent right. as yeah, he has. Yeah. You've had a few years to, of yeah. Joel Embiid. Yeah. You had a couple years of DeMarcus Cousins right. when he was in Sacramento. Yeah. Came to Golden State, got hurt like twice. Right. His career may, may be over, yeah. if I'm being honest. He's been hurt like three times in the last five years. So, yeah, his career might be over. You know, you don't, I can't think of many names that from when he joined the league up until now have been as consistent as he has at the big man position at the five. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he scores points. That's the biggest thing. He can, he can score points all day. And he's a defensive beast that's just as much as he is offensive. Yeah. You know, he gets his, he gets a lot of boards. He's really good at crashing the boards and he's also very good at, um, like locking down mid range as well. I wouldn't say perimeter cause that's a little more difficult to do, but. I'll definitely say his mid-range and paint defense are yeah. a force to be reckoned with for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think if he keeps going the way he's going, don't get me wrong, now that we're talking about it, maybe I could see him in the Hall of Fame. But, I mean, he's just, everybody knows who he is. You he's kind of have to, I'll you know believe I mean? it when I see it type thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah, get yeah. what you're saying. I, I mean, if I see it in 10 years that he's going to the Hall of Fame, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, you know what for I mean? sure. For sure. But, uh, yeah, so... Speaking of what I was speaking of earlier about Rondo possibly being a starter, there's been a lot of talks recently about Chris Paul possibly being traded for or signed for the Lakers for this upcoming 2020-21 season. What do you think of that? I don't know, man. I mean, it just means another ring for the Lakers, I think. <laughs> Truthfully. I mean, yeah. Chris Paul, I mean, he carried the Thunder this year, in my opinion. I don't Very know who else so. he really had there. The best player he had was Steven Adams. Right. And he, I mean, he got them to the playoffs. They were in there, almost in there or something. I don't remember the COVID shit oh, messed no, it all up. Oh, no, they had made it to the playoffs, and they actually were... They won the first round, didn't they? Yep, they won the first round, and they actually swept the first round. And they lost to Houston? They lost to Houston in game six or seven. Yeah, I know it was real close. I think it was I game think seven. It was game yeah, seven. I think they took they, he, Yep, yeah, I remember, because I really, one. really, really wanted OKC to win solely for the fact that Chris Ball would possibly yeah. get a ring. Right. I mean, this, that would, he would get his ring. <laughs> this, might, this might be that chance for him. My thing is, he would either have to take a massive pay reduction yeah. or the Lakers would have to take a big hit in the roster to make this guy a part of their team. Yeah, and not only that, man, I'd be worried about egos. I don't know how much Chris Paul really got an ego, but you're talking about three superstars that kind of done their own. I mean, obviously Davis and LeBron can get along together. Throwing another dude. Well, I want you to remember, I forgot what they're called, something Boat Boys, but Chris Paul, Melo, D-Wade, and LeBron are best friends. Oh, are they? Best friends. I didn't know They've that. They've been friends since... Well, then never mind. ...very long time ago. So okay. LeBron and Chris Ball already have a great chemistry together through just friendship. All right. Hopefully, he, he could work that... Because the reason Anthony Davis and LeBron work so well is because there's no selfishness. Right. Right. Hopefully, adding a third star to that equation doesn't change that. Yeah. Knowing that Chris Paul knows LeBron as well as he does and vice versa, that can be negotiated or at least come to an understanding between the two of them right? to where it shouldn't be an issue. But it's hard to say. I think it would be a very interesting thing to see. Yeah, I mean, it, it would definitely get him 
I mean, if he's going there for a couple of years too, you can basically guarantee a ring next year. I would say, maybe fighting for it the following year. I don't know what's going to happen in the next two years, but the, also you got to think: is it a good choice for LA as an organization? Because LeBron's getting up there in age. Don't get me wrong; he's still dominant, but the dude's not going to be able to play like forever. You know what I mean? So at one point, you're talking about getting rid of young assets, draft capital, if you're trading for him. I don't know. Is he a free agent this year? No. No. Yeah. So you're talking about trading some like future, you know, getting ready for the future. I don't know how LeBron, I mean, based on how he played in the finals this year, I would say LeBron's probably got a few more years left in him. So I wouldn't worry about it too much, but you don't want to trade away so much draft capital that you're kind of hurting later on. You know what I mean? I mean, you're, you're talking maybe getting rid of Kuzma. Uh, Who else are the young guys on that team? Who cares? Oh yeah. Um, other, Let's say maybe they trade Danny Green and Kuzma. There you go. Yeah, go right the hell ahead. <laughs> Be my damn guest. Cause yeah. You know what? There was a lot of memes about taking either Danny Green or Kuzma's ring and giving it to Jimmy Butler because of how well he played and how hard he, you know, I bust, mean, hey, busted his butt. Man, I was I was actually I was hoping for Jimmy buckets, man. I just, you know, as much as I wanted, I, like I like LeBron. I, I don't care what everybody else says about him. They can say what he wants. That's one of the most dominant players you'll ever see in NBA history. If not the most dominant. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> but, but, Butler, man, I was really rooting for him. I will admit it was kind of cool to see a guy who's never been to the finals show so much force. Yeah. And basically show I am a top 10 player in this league and right. you can't tell me otherwise. Right. I mean, dropping a 40 point double or triple double yeah. in the finals against LeBron James and Anthony Davis is not easy. Yeah. Nah, no, not at all. So kudos to him. Any disrespect I may have given him in the past, I take it all back. Right. Guys earned it. He certified his name in this league at least for the next couple of years. Yeah. Even if they don't go to the finals again. That's true. I mean, he really he damn near you know, took LeBron to game six. Right. You know, and we learned how hard that is within the last few years. Yeah. I mean, it took three superstars to do that to LeBron yeah. in Cleveland. So Definitely. Maybe even four if you count Draymond Green as a superstar. Right. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to say the effect it would have uh, with the Chris Paul move. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard to say what the effect would be. It's hard to say what the downfall would be for LA. And who knows? It could you know, Chris Paul may just he might be on his downfall. Right. You know, That's he might have just had his last good season. I'm not saying that's happening because he had a pretty damn good season. Yeah. It's kind of hard to go from a pretty damn good one to a pretty damn bad one. But I've seen it happen. <laughs> yes, we all have. So it all time will tell. Yeah. You know, we'll see what the Lakers organization does this offseason. They make any other moves. I'm sure they'll do something with someone. Yeah. And, and I mean you gotta think next season's gonna be a lot more interesting. I mean, exactly. you're talking Durant's coming back, Clay Thompson's coming back, Steph Curry's coming back. Like it's gonna be a hard league again. And it, I mean the the NBA what I liked about going into this season and gonna be in the next season is it's no longer three teams that are like the good teams. It's a little bit oh, no. more spread out and sad. Yeah, about like, five or six now. Yeah. Very so solid rosters. Right. So you're talking like LA is going to, it's LeBron and Davis and maybe uh, Chris Paul, but at the end of the day, they're still going to have a hell of a competition to fight. Yep, you know what I mean? Now you got, I know that some of these were last year signings. You got Brooklyn coming back to be a top contender. Yeah. Celtics showing they could be a top contender. Heat showing they could be a top contender. Right. Don't forget about the 51 and 17 bucks. Right. People right. forgot about them. Yeah, They're still there. Did. Giannis is still a man. Yeah, he's still here. You got Portland too. 
Portland. I mean, Dame you Dollar. You got Golden State coming back. Dame Dollar. Oh, oh, man. I love State. Dame Dollar. Dame Dollar. Yeah. All right, before we get off too, to- too, to- yeah, too far off topic, you mentioned something about the NBA, but you won't tell me what it's about. What do we got? You said you had a question for me. Yes. So before we get into oh, that. Did you have something else? Yes, Clippers. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Ty Lue. They fired their coach, and they, they got rid of Doc Rivers and hired uh, Ty Lue. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, when I saw that, I thought that was like him being like, LeBron, I'm coming for you. As close as I can get to you. They won't let me in LA because you just won a championship, but I'm here. I miss you. LeBron, I miss you. Right. I'm just ready for the haters, LeBron haters, I mean, to start rambling about how, watch out for the Clippers. Ty Lue knows LeBron. He knows how he plays. I'm not going to lie, bro. I feel like Ty Lue was made by LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) He was was my French, but he was LeBron's bitch in Cleveland, bro. (laughs) LeBron was the head coach of that team. I don't care what anybody says. Ty Lue, LeBron, what you doing? Doing what I want. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) That's kind of how I feel. Hey, uh, Thompson, bro. Like, he he can't tell me that Tyron Lue had, you know, and yeah, Tyron Lue got a little history in the league. You know, Allen Iverson step over and everything. A little tough for him. He's just known as being everybody's uh, biatch. Yeah, pretty so, much. I don't know. I mean, no and he's going to continue to be biatch because he is. I'm sorry, the Clippers are sorry. Why is ego? As much as the guy doesn't talk, his ego ruined that team. You're right. He was a James Harden, but but he's a James he's Harden's a, mute a little James better Harden. now. He's he's the new addition of James Harden. After a couple years ago, we all know that. James Harden, we were all, when Westbrook was coming to Houston, everybody was questioning it because it's like, you got two ball hogs. How is it going to work? Yeah. They've, they've been okay. Yeah. They've been okay. They've, they've kind of, I mean, they've played together before. Yeah. And we go back to OKC. So they got a little chemistry. They make it work, whatever. Yeah. I don't think Kawhi can share that trait. I think Kawhi knows who he is and what he's capable of, and he refuses to think that anybody else can help He doesn't help think he him. needs help. Exactly. He's like the because if you look back at the teams that he was on in the Spurs, he wasn't the best player on the Spurs. Give really? or take. Okay. You asked me, Tim Duncan was. Okay. All right. He's he a little was up old, there. but okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, but after, when they won that ring, Tim yeah. Duncan was the best player on that team. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I agree with that. Why was either second or third? Right. Then you go and look at the Raptors. He was definitely the best team on the Raptors, but he still had uh, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Not great, but not terrible. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, not great, but not terrible. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Sab- uh, Sabaku, right? No, <laughs> what's his name, bro? <laughs> what's his name, bro? I know it's something weird, bro. <laughs> Dog, what's his name, man? I know, I know who you're talking about. He's got a weird last name. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Pascal Siakam, bro. Siakam, see, I told you. And they had Serge Ibaka. Who's Sabaku? Siakam, you think? <laughs> It sounds like you're combining Serge Ibaka's name into one word, oh, Ibaka. Yeah, there you go. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think Kawhi is used to either being the second or the best player on the team, which I'm not saying he's not in L.A., yeah. but they have a lot of talent. You know, as bad as a season Paul George had, he's still freaking Paul George, pretty damn good player. Yeah. Uh, Lou Williams is a monster. Pat Beverly's pretty good. You know what I mean? You got too many names in that city for him. He yeah. can't work with 
that many players that are trying to fight for that number one player on the team. Yeah. And not to mention Patrick Beverly's ego. Patrick Beverly has one of the worst like mouths I've ever heard in history to not back it up He's too a many times. Yeah. Dude got his ass whooped more than he didn't, but still would talk crazy every time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I don't think Tyloo going to the Clippers is going to do much. I think it's just all hype because the LeBron haters are getting excited that his ex-head coach or ex-bitch is now going to be playing in the same city as him. I don't know. I think it's just an opportunity for the haters to open their mouths, and I don't like it. Yeah. I don't think it means anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Ty Lue is that great of a coach, in all honesty. That's because LeBron was the head coach. Yeah, I don't know why they made that hire. Maybe that was their, Maybe that was his pitch. He's like, look, man, I was with LeBron for, I know him. for so I many know years. LeBron. We got a championship. I, I know how to beat him. I, yeah, okay, we'll see about yeah. that. New team, new Probably coach. Probably go with new. Cleveland once he left. Yep. <laughs> Just saying. Just look at the, look at their record. The last right. year he was there, and the year after he left. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Yeah. Leave it at that. Okay. Now my question for you. Yeah. This is gonna piss a lot of people off. Okay. It's a statement that I'm gonna turn into a question. Okay. So I'm gonna start off with the statement. LeBron is the greatest basketball player of all time. I don't want to disagree with you, to be honest. Look, let me tell you why. Okay. I'm going to back up my statement for the people that are listening that don't agree. Okay. I don't give a damn who has more rings. Rings are won by an organization, by a team, by a coaching staff. Yeah. By 13 to 15 players, not one. Yeah. Jordan needed Pippen. Just like Bron needed D-Wade and Bosh. Bron needed Kyrie. Kyrie. And love. Bron needed... <laughs> I guess yeah, Kevin Love. Really love Brian needed Anthony Davis. Yeah. Everybody needs everybody. Like I was saying earlier, you can't win with just one. Yeah. You need at least two. Yeah. Every stat that is known to be one player's responsibility, like an MVP, finals MVP, career points, assists, rebounds, all that shit. Now, don't quote me on this because I don't know if Jordan... I think Jordan has more finals MVPs than LeBron. Yeah. Well, he has two more finals. He went yeah, but I don't know if he was finals MVPs in all of yeah. those. I don't but, think I mean, he when was. He, yeah, you're right. I think, like, either Rodman was in or Pippen was one. Yeah, I don't I remember. Know. I haven't looked into it too much. Yeah. But I know when it comes to personal stats, LeBron's are better, and that's why he's better. Because people are sitting here, well... Think about it. Their argument is always that Jordan has six rings and yep. that he went undefeated undefeated in the finals. Right. Whereas Braun has lost more well, than he's won in the finals. Yeah. He's four and ten. I have a rebuttal on or four that. and seven in the finals. My rebuttal on that, man, is you look at the league now compared to that. And my biggest thing is like you look at sports as a whole, you guys have gotten bigger, you guys have gotten faster, you guys have gotten stronger. You look at LeBron as an athlete, you look at his build. His size, his just utter dominance. The dude can play. He can play football and probably win a Super Bowl if he went to the right team. I mean, you're talking everybody. Michael Jordan's the guy because he's a guy who's been around forever. He was a legend. Don't get me wrong. I'm not disrespecting Jordan. Jordan's a good player. He's and a great he, player. He brought something to the league that had never been seen before. But you're going to always have the, I mean, you're going to have both. I don't want to say old timers, but kind of old timers that are like, look, they're, they're MJ stands and then there's, there's LeBron stands. But you got to look at it as from an athletic standpoint. Look at the competition now compared to then. Look at how the game's played now compared to then. But at the same time, you could say like, okay, he's got him in all the scores, and you know now there's a lot more scoring than there was then. 
But at the same time, you got to look at the guys, dude. You're talking, they've been eating like steroid chicken or something for the last 20, 30 years because look at these guys coming out of the league. I mean, even Zion is recently Zion. That dude's built like that's a fucking. That's not a human. Or it doesn't make sense. That I mean, a transformer. I'm telling you overall, right now. So that's my biggest thing is like you look at the competition LeBron's had to go through. Yeah, he might not have the record. He might not have the rings that Michael had, but he also has to go against. I mean, you're talking Kevin Durant, who could arguably be one of the best of all time. I would say is one of the best of all time. Some people he's even say probably, he's better than LeBron. Yeah, I will. I will admit that Kevin Durant is probably a more elite scorer than LeBron is. Yeah. Kevin Durant is one of the most deadly weapons when it comes to offense in the history of the league. Yeah. And I mean, you look around the league, though, like we were just talking about it, kind of. Look how many potential Hall of Famers are currently playing now. I mean, I guess maybe then there could have been a lot, too. But you look at the look at these guys. Yeah, but another thing that you had mentioned earlier as well is that <clears throat> you had literally said we're seeing something we've never seen in the league before, and that's a at large, least a years, vast yeah. number of power teams. Yeah. Of super th- I mean, we're talking probably eight. Shit, I would say almost uh, maybe more than that. I don't. I mean, I don't want to go through all of them, but I would mm-hmm. say eight to ten somewhere yeah. in there. Whereas you look back in the years, it was the same three or four teams in the finals every year. Yeah, and I mean, when you say eight teams, I'm talking eight teams that could win the championship. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not talking not eight teams, teams and... that are just really good and can be in the playoffs. Oh yeah. I'm talking eight teams that could. It wouldn't surprise me if any one of they those eight teams went all the way and win won a it. final. Yep. Yeah. That's why my argument is so valid, and I understand. You know, you made the argument about people with strength, and I've heard the counter argument will look at people like Carl Malone, Ben Wallace, all those people that were like unbelievably right. strong back right. in. But did Jordan play Ben? I mean, maybe at the tail end of his career? Tail end. Not really. It yeah. was the Lakers mostly. Right. You go in battle. I mean, look at the bad boys. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just. But I'm just saying, like, I'm just telling you the arguments that other people have made. My argument can't be countered. LeBron has better statistics. Yeah. That's the numbers talking. And a better That's league. all I have to say. Because at the end of the day, it's a more competitive league. I'll yeah. tell you that for sure. Because the closest thing to Stephen Curry that was in Jordan's age. Right. Name one shooter that was like Curry that back then. Right. You can't. Yeah. There wasn't one. No, there wasn't. The game's evolved. Kevin Durant, James Harden, Klay Thompson, and Stephen Curry are better shooters. I won't say Klay Thompson. I say Ray Allen is better than Klay Thompson. But okay. if you ask me, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Stephen Curry are the best shooters this league has ever seen. I think a lot of people would agree with you on that. Other than the people that are over 35, 40 years old. Yep. They'll swear <laughs> I mean, that their NBA is the best NBA. Oh, no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> all you old-timers out there, feel free to hit me up on Facebook. Right. I know that's all you use. <laughs> Barely know how to use it. Go right ahead. Go ahead and go ahead and say something. I'm telling Damn. you right now, I could back up any argument. Let's go. We talked about engaging our fans. <laughs> we did. I'm engaging. Let's go. All you I uncles, mean, I would agree with you, man. LeBron, you... you like I was thinking about it on the way over here because I had a feeling you were going to bring that up. You can't argue it. You 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 got to look at LeBron for what he look at a picture of LeBron and tell me that dude just without even knowing he's a basketball player you'd be scared he'd beat your ass, bro. And the, <laughs> and the craziest thing is what people don't understand is he's doing this in his seventeenth season. Yeah. This dude is closer to twenty than he is the. 15 right. on this upcoming and year. And he's still being, I mean, he was still the highest scorer in every one of those games except game one in the finals. I'm almost positive. I think, yeah, Davis beat him in game one. He had 34 and LeBron had like 23, but he had still. Like 17. I you're think talking about, game. I mean. One or two games. He, I don't Other than the he game does it at his at age. I think a lot of people are, the arguments are always Michael Jordan has more rings. 
LeBron whines too much and moves around too much. I'm sorry. Has he won a championship at every city he's gone to or no? Because he has. I mean, and what happened to the teams after he left? At Miami after what? Six, eight years? When was the last? I don't even know when he left Miami. But I mean, he left in 2013, 2014. Yeah. So you're talking six, he, seven he years. He was in ago. there for four years. Yeah. He went for the 2011, 2012. Yeah. And he won what? Two rings there? He won in 2012, 2013, 2013, 24. Or no, 2011, 2012, 2012, 2013. Okay. Back to back. He won back to back. I got you. So he went there in 10 and left in 14 to Cleveland again. Yeah. Stayed in Cleveland until 18, went to LA. Yeah. I don't think it's really an argument anymore. I mean, I don't, I don't, I it guess now always, that he has it'll this be ring an argument, too. It'll be an argument until LeBron has six rings. Yeah. And he has then his own shoe line that makes him worth a billion dollars. I guess he's better. Yeah. I think it's the novelty too. I mean, I, I think people just love to hate the, the top. I mean, when you're at the top, every, you got a target on your back. Yep. Always. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. So that's just, there it is. Yeah. That's Brown's where we better. are at the end of the NBA. Uh, we got some NHL stuff, Brad. Got some NHL stuff. Uh, a lot of big free agency moves this offseason. Last few weeks, there's been a lot of big names that have moved to cities that you wouldn't have expected. Got the the Rangers legend Henrik Lundqvist going to the Washington Capitals. You got Braden Holtby going to the uh, Vancouver Canucks. You got Jacob Markstrom, who just had an outstanding playoffs performance in Vancouver, going to Calgary now. Yeah. You have Thomas Grice from... Islanders going to the Wings, yeah. and then you have Corey Crawford, who was in Chicago for who knows how long, now going to the New Jersey Devils. Out of those five names, it's hard to tell who's going to succeed the most. You mostly have to look around the team that they were put on. Yeah. I want to say Lundqvist out of my respect for the guy. Because yeah. to me, right now, you're, you're, you're like legend goaltenders that are playing now are Lundqvist and Carey Price. I don't think Braden Holtby's old enough to reach that stage yet, but he's been pretty good. They've been in the playoffs who knows how many times, and on top of their cup, they just won in 2018. Yeah. Dudes, he's got a legacy behind him as well. Yeah. I, I'm curious <laughs> to see how he does moving from uh I am too. Caps. I am too. It, it, it'll be interesting, but he's going on to a team that, you know, they were in the play. Most of these teams were playoff teams besides the Devils and the Wings. Yeah. So you got the Capitals in the playoffs, the Canucks in the playoffs, Calgary in the playoffs. It's really just a matter of what team capitalizes and how that goalie adapts to the situation they were put in. Yeah. I mean, you're talking a, a goalie is, a, I mean, arguably probably one of the most, probably the most important position. 100% on the team. most important position. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean those are big changes to teams. To show, are, I mean, you can go and look at teams out there that have really good players. They just don't have a good goalie and it shows. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was going to use someone as a, that'd be a bad example, but I agree. I mean, a goalie is, it's like the quarterback of hockey. If you're scoring, if you're letting people score goals on you, I mean, you're not going to win unless you have crazy offensive firepower and you're going to be able to score more than them every game. Not mm-hmm. a good way to do it. Defense wins championships. As far as I'm concerned, the goalies, your front line, well, not your front line, but your last resort, your last line. line. Defense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. On the other side of the, the ice, you got a lot of big uh, player signings or free agency moves, I should say. Alex Pietrangelo off of the 2019 Stanley Cup champion Blues is now in Vegas with yeah. the Golden Knights. Uh, Tori Krug off of the Bruins is now in St. Louis, the Blues. Taylor Hall off of the Devils is now in Arizona. The Sharks legend Joe Thornton is now on my Leafs. Yeah. And Wayne Simmons is now on my Leafs. Yeah. 
I know a lot of people are going to argue that Wayne Simmons isn't necessarily a big name in the league, but if you ask me, he's a really tough, gritty, grind player. Yeah. He may not get a lot of goals, but he's one of the most... He's a force on the ice. When he's on the ice, I mean, he... he that boy has a lot of yeah. endurance, I'll tell you, and he is a good forecheck, backcheck. Yeah. He try he play he doesn't necessarily play the puck. He always plays the play. He's he's a smart player. He like I said, he's gritty. He he's a hard worker. He hits a lot. Not that's one thing I, I've started to dislike about today's NHL. There's not a lot of contact. Yeah. And it's because of the rules. Similar, like NFL, all of the rules that are being put in place to protect these players, quote unquote. They're, what people are forgetting is they also have the highest technology equipment wise. Yeah. Not only are you making the rules like that, you have the equipment. So this is like the, I understand. They're softening up the sports. They are. I don't want to say it's the safest that's been because that sounds good, but in my mind, it's not. I missed Bob Probert days. I miss Gordy Howe days. I miss when people used to F people up for fun and nothing got take. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't take shit. No. No, they just, if you, I mean, they drop the gloves, they'll swing it out, they'll hit you hard, they don't care. They're, exactly. They're win a game. I mean, the last, I can't even remember the last real hard hit I saw in an NHL game. Yeah, there was one a couple of years ago, I can't remember what. But yeah, but you think about what you just said. Yeah, a couple, couple of years, years ago. ago. Right, right, you're right, you're right. But, I mean, the last I remember is like back in the crown wall days, you yeah. know what I mean? And that was years ago. So yeah, I, yeah you're t- I mean, he wasn't doing much at the end just, of his career. You just don't see much contact in today's NHL and that sucks because that was one of the most attractive parts of, of the sport. Exactly. I mean, it's one of the most attractive parts of the sport. You have a without any Donnie Brooks. A lot of the people <laughs> a lot of people that don't like hockey that are friends of mine always say that the one thing that they actually enjoyed about hockey it's was the, the contact and the fighting and all that BS. I'd say anybody who plays the NHL games would say the fighting's their favorite part of the game. They don't I care mean, if they half win. Half the players do it for fun. <laughs> right. if they, now that they have this new technology, there's a thing called uh, it's called mic'd up. You know, they'll they'll put a mic on a player for either warm-ups or even during a game. Yeah. And you'll literally there'll be times where they'll be at a face-off ring and be talking to the player next to them say you want to drop them. <laughs> Yeah, let's like, do it. Yeah. Let's do it for the fans. I mean, right. this was back before COVID and everything with no fans in the bleachers, and that's part of the reason why there probably wasn't as much going on. Right. But I don't know. I just feel like the fun and it's starting to slowly find its way off a cliff, and I don't like that because I'm going to miss it. Yep. When the time comes, I really, really, really miss watching the gritty, hard hockey. Yeah. So when there's a player like that being moved to a team that I support, like Wayne Simmons to the Leafs, that's a big signing for me. Yeah. How long has Simmons been in the league? Do you know roughly? Um, he's been around for a while. Not super long. I'd, I think six or seven years. Six not 100%. So he's got a little bit of... The thing I like about their signings, cause he's a defenseman, correct? Yep. And then I you think. got TJ Brody coming over too. Uh, you're yeah. adding some defense to that team. You got Joe Thornton coming now. That's a little bit more veteran presence. He might not be the greatest now. They signed him on a league minimum, but you're talking about a team that has been there or been close to getting there. They're just touching it. But what's up? He's a forward. He's a right wing. Oh man, I'm sorry. No, By the good. way, I mean my back call. You're good. But you're talking about a you're talking about a team that's clearly trying to get over the hump, and they're adding some guys to make it happen. Yeah. So I mean, they've been in a long drought, and I know how that goes. Yeah, Leafs are in a what sixty year drought now. I mean, the difference they've been to the playoffs a lot. Yeah. They just haven't made it far. Yeah. Um. So. It's good to see a gritty, grindy guy coming onto a team like that that just needs depth. You know what I mean? If you really look at the Leafs and what they got, they really just got one solid line. Yeah. And from there, they don't got much else. So 
for them to go and make a veteran signing like TJ Brody and a gritty guy like Simmons and another veteran signing in Joe Thornton, it shows that they, they're in win now. Yep. Going I and mean, getting a few old heads, it shows they're in win now. Yeah, you saw that quote a few minutes ago of Thornton saying that he needs to win his Stanley Cup. Exactly. So. so that just goes to show what their mindset is right now, and I love the fuck. I love to see it. Yeah. There was one other interesting thing about that Thornton story. I guess he went to uh, Joe Montana about leaving the Bay Area or something. I didn't read much into it, but I saw. It. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> Actually, another something else I learned about Joe Thornton: as old as he is. Instead of relaxing and just working out and preparing for the season, this offseason, he went over to Switzerland. Oh, yeah. Playing yeah hockey he over playing. there yeah, now. He's on loan over there. I forgot about that. Exactly. So he's playing because he just he said he loves the sport. Yeah. Can't get enough of it. And he just wants staying, to keep playing as long as fresh. he can. Yeah. And I mean, you look at it. Look at Yager a few years ago when he was in the Panthers. I mean, the dude's 48. And he's still playing in the Czech Republic right now. If And when he went to the Panthers, he brought him to the playoffs for the first time. God knows how long. I don't really, I, I don't know much about the Panthers, but he went there. And they were a good team. So you're talking about a guy that comes in and yeah, he might be old. He might not be as productive as he was in his heyday, but you're talking about a guy that could lead these young guys like Matthews and them and be like, this is how you play and this is how you win. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what it does. I'm really hyped. I'm really excited for what these veteran, you know, these signings for Toronto can do and really all around the league. It'll be interesting to see a lot of big names in different uniforms. Yeah. So, uh, one of the most exciting for me out of the NHL free agency is just seeing the wings have a plan. For the first time in yeah, so long. going to work, baby. He is I love clearing. It. He cleared house. He got yeah. rid of all the old, moderate pieces of garbage that Detroit Just hated. They, they got rid of their bad contracts, Erickson, see ya. Abdicator, yeah. goodbye. Yeah. Jimmy and Howard, I used to love we'll Abigail. miss ya, but see ya. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, what's his name? Trevor Daly, goodbye. Yeah. yeah they're getting all. rid of the young guys. They're getting in these low-cost guys that are still good. They're going to be a better team this year. They're not going to be the worst team in hockey, hopefully. Yeah. Well, We'll see. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, especially the number one pick in, over us. Yeah. In a city where there's not much hope, at least you got a team that has a, a plan of action, a history to back it. So, yep. I'm glad that we got a guy like Stevie back here at home. Oh, we, yeah, it's, it's, awesome. it's, it's good for the heart of Detroit. It's good it for really the soul is. of the Detroit Red Wings yeah. organization. It really, I think it brought a lot of fans back. Yeah. Because they haven't really, ever since they ended their 25 year. That's when I kind of fell out of it, honestly. And when they got Heiserman, I was like, I'm in again. (laughs) You had Lidstrom retiring, Crownwall retiring, Draper retiring, Zetterberg retiring. I mean, it was just an end of an era. Yeah, that's who going to Russia. It was just an end of an era for the Wings fans. And it was was hard to watch, I'll admit. I mean, it really sucked. But with Stevie coming back, it brings hope. It shows potential, and hopefully we can get something out of it in the next five ten years yeah, i mean look what tampa just did i mean yeah, he built a, that that's got to suck for I, i'll admit it's got to hurt <laughs> yeah, it does but you go to tampa build a team and they win a ring the year he you doesn't leave. care he's gonna you know what he's gonna get way more than they did there we will see <laughs> I, god god can only hope yeah yeah all righty let's jump into the nfl here do a little week six recap run through uh i know you have said you had a couple games that caught your eye yeah yeah so we're doing it a little bit different than we did before uh last time we spent i felt like we felt like we spent a lot of time talking too much about games that you guys don't necessarily care about. And we were telling you guys a bunch of scores that you guys probably already know. So uh, we're just going to run through some games that we, we thought were interesting and uh, give, share our opinions on it. And then we'll uh, talk about, uh, you know, who, um, but first let's get into it. Uh, the, the first game I want to point out uh, it, first, actually more notably, the first thing I kind of felt going into this weekend and kind of, it kind of proved me right, but kind of not. Um, it just felt like a trap weekend, man. 
Like I was looking at, it, I was like, Washington's gonna win, Houston's gonna win. They didn't though, but real fucking close. Uh, there, I mean, there was a lot of games where it was kind of hard to say who would win, but you almost felt like there was no way that this team could lose, and they somehow still did. Yeah, and the, like games were closer. Like it made the good teams. Oh, there was like, a lot of close games. Yeah, I mean, so okay, but then at the same time, some of those games look a lot closer from the box score than they actually were. But yeah, I mean, there were some games where a team was down and they put up like 16 straight to come back yeah. and win by a point. You know yeah. what I mean? So definitely. I mean, indie, but, uh, but it's yeah. the same. Yeah. That was a good comeback failure by Cincy. That's not a game I'm focusing on. Yeah. First game I want to point out is that Tennessee Houston game, 42 to 36. Biggest takeaway from that is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. He's a, yeah, dude, you're, Train you're coming telling through. me. I got an interesting set for you. Since 2018, Derrick Henry has had 200-plus yard rushing games. In that time period, the rest of the league also only has three 200-plus rushing yard games. That's how dominant Derrick Henry has been in the last two years. You said how many games Henry had? He had three. It's tied. Oh, three. But you're talking about one guy versus 31 other teams. And he has the same number of 200-yard games as the rest of the league. And that's not his last one. I guarantee you that. Oh, God, no. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about, dude, he's unstoppable. He's unstoppable. Look how he, who was that? What was that safety last week that he fucking just. Josh Norman. Absolutely babied. Oh, a corner. But yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. On the Bills. Poor guy. Dude, I'm not going to lie. He's just been getting tossed around. It was either late in the third or early in the fourth in this game. I swear to God, two Houston defenders. He was running off the right sideline. Two Houston defenders were coming at him and then just hesitated. And they're like, nah. (laughs) I would too. Like they kind of got close to him. So he'd run out of bounds. How are you going to tell me? That man is a walking semi truck. Yeah, he. I, I. I don't know if any many people know much and have seen much, much about sports, but there was a photo going around a couple of years ago about the size difference between Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry. Yeah, it was Mark Ingram used to go to Bama. This was back when Derrick Henry played in Bama. Yeah. Derrick Henry or Mark Ingram was on the sideline in a varsity jacket, standing next to Derrick Henry, looking up at him, and it looked like he was Mark Ingram's father. Jeez, he was his daddy. Damn. So this this guy Derrick Henry, you got a guy of this size that can move like he can. He's the Zion of football. You're not lying. He's, He's just too physical. strong, too powerful, and too fast. He can't be matched at all. Dude's a beast. I mean, and where the fuck did he come from? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, where was he before 2018? Really, until Vrabel came in, and that's honestly when it all seemed to turn around. Derrick Henry's. I mean, he's been good, but Jesus Christ, man! His first year in Tennessee, he was pretty quiet. Yeah. Yeah. But uh no, this yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you watch him and it's just like, how is that even fair? I mean, he's starting to show a little bit of Adrian Peterson, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Like I'm too strong for you, get away from me type right. vibes. So yeah. I like it. It's good to see it because we haven't seen it in a couple years. Yeah. So even if it's just for a couple years that he does it, we at least got to see it yeah. while it was there because this is insane. It is crazy, man. He's and just with, inhumane. Yeah, and with that game, you got Tennessee. I think they're undefeated still, five and zero. Houston obviously faltering. Uh, they got rid of their coach and you know, coach slash GM. Yeah. Uh, the only thing, the only other thing about that game, man, they went for a two point at the end of the game, or didn't go for a two point. Either way, they messed it up right at the end. No, you know what it was? They uh, they went for the two point, or they went for the extra point instead of the two point, and could have won the game before overtime, but they took it to overtime and just lost it there on Derrick Henry touchdown. Dominated that day. That's really it. That's the biggest takeaway: is yeah. Tennessee and Derrick Henry. The only thing I'd be worried about is if Derrick Henry goes, what's what happens to Tennessee? You know what I mean? Obviously, I want him to stay healthy. He's a beast. But. As of right now, they're the Tennessee Derrick Henry Titans. Yeah, 
You're not lying. You would not lie. Or the uh, Derek Ten- Tennessee Titans, Henry. Yeah. Uh, going to a game that's not as exciting. Uh, you got Denver, New England. You're talking about a team in Denver that literally won by scoring six field goals. Um, yep. I, you know what, though? At the same time, I can give New England's credit. Their defense held them out of the end zone. Not saying Denver's offense is all that great, but the fact that they could do what they did and they stopped them that many times and held them to just field goals, they kept them in the game. Uh, so that's about the only positive for New England there. But I think that all comes down to the COVID stuff. I think COVID kind of fucked New England over, and they didn't really get to practice much because Cam was sick, Gilmore was yeah. sick, all that shit. So, you know, I mean, not hey, really anything significant Shout there. out Brian McManus for getting 24 fantasy. Right, right. For any fantasy holders that had Yeah, I, I almost picked him up, but nah, didn't, didn't do it. But it uh, was a very interesting game. I was, yeah. It was, was a boring little... game, to be honest with you. Yeah, I would know, be the too. old heads loved it. Yeah, I'm sure they defense did. football. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Low scoring game. Defensive football is good, but we're all used to it's a little clean. bit higher scoring. I mean, you look at half of these it's scores. Boring. Teams are scoring thirty and forty points a game. I yeah. mean, over half of the games this week, a team scored at least thirty points. Yeah, yeah. You're I mean, shoot, Tennessee, Houston, they both scored over thirty-five. Right. And so did Detroit. <laughs> what? No, they didn't. 34. Oh, really? I thought they had 36. You're right, though. You're right. 34. 34-16. You're right. Uh, we'll, another we'll game I liked, uh, the Sunday night game, LA and San Francisco. San Francisco continues to be hurt. I mean, they just lost Mostert again. He's on IR. He's out for at least three weeks. Jimmy G decided he was going to actually play football this week. I think San Francisco needs to move on from Jimmy G. I think it's time and really if they had a better quarterback that team would be in the super bowl again he's just a bit too average for me he he's, he's got so much around him that it's hard to say that he's bad but anybody that can sit here and try and tell me that he's good and that he's like a dominant right now that's why they lost the super i don't think bowl. anybody's really calling him dominant <laughs> i know i know i know i know but i mean the guy went to the super bowl they had a great season but what people are forgetting is that it's because of everything around him yeah. and not him yeah, so uh, I was talking to my dad about this, that team, San Francisco, um, and apparently he's got a guy out in San Francisco, San Francisco fan, that's calling for Shanahan to get fired. Really? Yeah. What do you think about that? I don't know about Shanahan getting fired. I mean, he's done, he's done a pretty damn good job I, since he's been there. But I'd take Shanahan in Detroit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, me too. Anybody but Matt Patricia. Yeah, we'll, we'll get uh, to that. You know what? Get the Fords out of here. I'm, yeah. I don't even... We'll get to that. not the problem. Hey, well, let's not we'll get, get into we'll that shit-ass that. We'll team. We'll, 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 we'll wait on that. We'll wait on that. Either way, my point is, that San Francisco is still a good team. They're they're dealing with injury, but I think Jimmy G is going to hold them back until they move on from him, just like LA is going to be held back until Goff's gone. See, here's my thing with the Rams. They're, they're such a weird team. They if are. If you look at that roster, they should be ridiculous. Yeah. They're they pre- they, they're pretty damn good. I yeah. mean, they still on, got Ramsey too. I forgot about that. I mean, come on, their defense should Arnold. be one of the best in the league. <laughs> yeah, it really should be. And they're letting people. They let Jimmy four. G look good against them. I mean, come on, <laughs> a dude. hurt a hurt team. Yeah, you got the Niners. Half of the Niners offense putting up twenty four. You got Washington, and they only scored one touchdown, but that's one too many. Right. Last week and then the week before that. I mean, you got them letting the, you know, the Giants didn't really score on them. I don't know. They've been back and forth this year, but their last few I think seasons still have been pretty good team, but they're not. Bills put up 35. Yeah. <sighs> they're too bounce back and forth for me. Yeah, they're not consistent. They're confusing. Yet. I don't really understand are they good or not. The way they, they're, I just don't get it. Sometimes it's like they either have a really good game or a really bad one. 
but there's no in between. They don't just have an average game where they put up like 15, 17 points. Right. They either put up 34 or like 10. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And it just, I don't understand what, are they good or not? They should be good. They really should be. They have, I mean, like we were just talking about, they have two of some of the best defensive players in the league. Jalen Ramsey's arguably one of the best corners. Aaron Donald is easily the most dominant defensive interior force in the league. Yeah. And then they still have, they, uh, who was that guy they got from Jacksonville? Is he still there? Uh, what's his name, man? I don't remember. Dante Fowler? Him, yeah. Is he still there? I think so. Yeah, I mean, either way, I, it, obviously he's not the greatest, but they got a good team. They got a good coach. But I think the novelty kind of ran off on McVay after Mahomes stepped in. But, I mean, I, I don't know. LA's still a pretty good team, but I think San Francisco kind of proved that, you know, just because they're hurt, they're still kind of there. I don't want to say they're like an NFC contender because yeah. they're not, but... It's hard to say how they're doing well. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, they don't have any really... Other than, other than Kittle yeah. and Sherman and Bosa, but he's hurt. Yeah, same. I guess Debo, too, kind of. Yeah, he just came back. So, yeah. that... I mean, he showed to, he showed why he was a pretty dominant player. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. They're, they're too... Those two teams are too trampoline for me. Yeah. Uh... There's two, three more games I got to talk about here. Probably the most important games of the week. Maybe not, not necessarily the most important, but uh, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. I just want to talk about this game for a second. Cleveland's still Cleveland. Baker's still Baker. <laughs> I know I was kind of starting to believe it after last week. I watched that game. Was it against Dallas they played last week? I'm almost positive it was Dallas. No, it wasn't Dallas. Cleveland? Yeah, who yeah they Cleveland? played Dallas. Was last it last week? week? Man, I thought they got it together. I thought their offense was looking good. Was it Dallas? No. Oh, last Indy. week was New York. Indy. They played Indy. Indy last week, Dallas the week yeah. before. And they look great against Indy. And that's a that's a good defense. So like the fact that they put up what they put up last week, I was like, holy shit, Cleveland might be legit. And then they finally get to their chance to finally go against Pittsburgh. Interdivision team. But mind you, Tomlin said, You ain't ever beat me and you never will. You're 0 17 against me. And you're about to get reminded why you're 0 17 against me. Damn. Baker was hurt going into it, but here's here's the other thing. If you're not afraid of Pittsburgh in the AFC right now, you should be because They're that stupid. defense is it's... fucking ridiculous. And not to mention, their offense is starting to figure it out now. You got Juju, you got Connor, you got Juju fucking shit Chase Claypool. I'm telling you, the Steelers, whoever they touch, it doesn't matter who they get. They're going to be good. It's It just seems like the Steelers just know what they're doing. If you're not talking about the Steelers, I feel like they just haven't gotten respect yet this year. Everybody's high on Baltimore and KC. I would not count out the Steelers, and I would not be surprised if they could beat potentially KC and the AFC. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, the only reason, man, you're talking about a strong defense, and you're talking about their KC. Their defense is real strong their because best. their defense. We. I got I got a hot take for you. I know you're high on Mahomes. I'm very I know. Mahomes is not good under pressure. I'm just saying it period. No quarterback is because look, Rogers was oh, under da, pressure. Da, 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 da. <laughs> look. Take that back. Nah. He is look at what right LA now, did to him. Right now in the league. There are not many better QBs outside of the pocket than him. But yeah, but you get to him. You make him you you just gotta look at what LA did to him. And then look how that formula translated to... Uh, you mean Vegas? No, no, no. No, no, no. L.A. If you watch that L.A. Chargers game, they were this close to beating Kansas City. This close. Following week, 
or two weeks later, whenever Vegas beat them last week, all they did was pressure the dude all game. As long as you can get to Mahomes and keep him under pressure the entire time, hard to do. But if you can do it, especially now that his left guard's out, you got a chance. I don't get me wrong. KC is the best team in the AFC right now. Just the AFC. I can't say the NFL yet. But look, who in the NFC is better than them? Honestly, I hate to admit it. Green Bay might have looked terrible yesterday. Oh fuck! No. <laughs> might Come have looked on, terrible Tom yesterday. Brady. The Tampa's defense is number one in the league, or number two in the league. Yeah, number two behind Indy. Yeah. He went against a strong defense. Kansas City's defense isn't nearly as good, and I know for a fact Aaron Rodgers can put up as many points as Mahomes. I'm just saying, man. But at the same time, I could see Green Bay KC in the Super Bowl. I just think Pittsburgh could challenge him, too. I just, I, look. I don't think KFC or K, KFC. Nice. <laughs> I don't think KC. You hungry? I think everybody's high on KC because it's Patrick Mahomes. Don't get me wrong. Patrick Mahomes you is a what? great fucking quarterback. But there is a formula to beat them. What's around Patrick Mahomes is why he's great. And he's got Andy Reid as a coach. He's too. pretty damn good. You're talking about a fast team. Got Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Cole Hardman. Nicole Hardman. Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Watkins. Now you got Le'Veon Bell on top of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. It's not just Mahomes doing work over there. Yeah. You know what he's I mean? He's got a lot of weapons. Although his playmaking ability is elite. Yeah. I'm just saying. Does I'm just get... saying, KC's a team that can be beat. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Vegas did it. Chargers were close to doing it. Vegas. I wish Buffalo did it because I'm a Buffalo Bills fan now. That's new from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, before we go too deep into it, we can talk about Kansas City now that we, we brought him up. Only things I had issues with, Josh Allen, second week in a row, he did not look that great. Uh, his completions weren't there. He was fine until the fourth quarter when they had a chance to come back. Well, actually, they didn't really have a chance. There was like less than two minutes left, no timeouts, and they were down nine. He threw an interception. Uh, there was one other thing, though, man. When they were in that two-minute offense, I don't know if you got to see it, but Stefan Diggs just walked to the line of scrimmage and like got them a penalty. They they I mean, obviously when it's under two minutes, the clock's running, you get a penalty like that, or delay a game like that, there's a 10 second runoff. That's what happened. Diggs just walked. I was like, what is he doing? Only thing I Diggs has been dominant all year, but I also think Diggs has like kind of an ego issue. And now that he's lost two weeks in a row after going four and he's like, Man, I don't want that to happen. Because it's Bill's Mafia all day, baby. <laughs> yeah. Diggs has shown that he's the number one guy over there in uh, yep. Buffalo. Yep. Um, He's definitely got an ego. I think we all saw plenty of that in Minnesota, and that's why he's not in Minnesota anymore. Yep. You don't... Right now, that's the last thing Buffalo needs, is a guy to step up and, you know, start causing problems. Because they're already having enough issues. Obviously, they play, they played two pretty decent teams two weeks in a row. Yeah. Uh, the t- Tennessee game kind of surprised me, I'll admit. With the score being as much of a gap as it was, it did blow me a little bit. But still. Yeah. 
You I gotta don't be keep a little blaming COVID about either. The, you gotta be a little concerned about the Bills right now because they came out looking real good. And then they played two good teams. In these last two weeks, they play real certified, you know, legitimate teams, and they don't look so good anymore. Yeah. I mean, they scored under 20 points two weeks in a row. Yeah, but at the same breath, they kept Kansas City down to 24 points. 26. 26. Oh, they ended up scoring more? Yep. Shit, you're right. You're right. Oh, yeah, they got that field goal. I just said that. Um, I mean, I hope Buffalo bounces back. I think they will. The only thing they really need to work on is they're 28th in the league in rushing. They need to establish that run game. If you don't have a run game, you're not, you, you don't have play action. I mean, who do they got? <laughs> I mean, they got Singletary, but Zach Moss has been out for a while. At, at the beginning of the year, between the two of those guys, they kind of made it work. Now that Moss is out. Give or take, yeah. Yeah, I was hoping Singletary would step it up a little bit, but overall, I mean. Not showing much. Yeah. They were, I mean, the, they were the ones, they were one of the teams talking about signing Le'Veon, and I think that would have been real good for him, but mm-hmm. Le'Veon felt that Kansas City was better chance to win the Super Bowl. That's all he was after now, which I have plenty of opinions on Le'Veon, but I'm not going to waste too much time on him. So, uh, last game is Tampa Green Bay. I know we kind of touched on it. Uh, I wouldn't overreact on this one. I wouldn't say Tampa's that great, and I wouldn't say Green Bay is that bad. I think it was just they kept the pressure on him. The only thing that I got out of that was Tampa's defense is legit, and mm-hmm. they are real fucking good. And I also know that Green Bay is going to be real fucking good this year because they have a running back finally. And you're talking about a running back that can catch out of the backfield, and they haven't had really a running back since Eddie Lacy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how it is. That's, it, Aaron, Aaron Jones is the saving grace at Green Bay. If he wasn't there, you know. Yeah, because Devontae Adams hasn't been doing a whole lot. Mm-mm. Well, it's he just really, got back from injury, too. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, even the games he did play. They were the number one scoring offense going into this game. Yeah, I mean, they're dangerous, dude. I'll, I'll admit it. I hate to admit it being a division rival, yeah. but they're scary. I would be. I, here, my thing is, I think I kind of overreacted to the Jordan Love like draft. If you really look at it, they drafted Rodgers when Favre was younger than Rodgers currently is right now. They drafted Jordan, or Jordan Love, and honestly, I think what it was is they wanted to piss Rodgers off. Because when Rodgers is pissed, look what happens. I mean, he threw his first pick. I think it was a combination of he was a little ticked off, but also I think they're trying to do what they did with Rodgers and Favre. They're trying to bring in a guy who shows promise and fits the scheme who was a no-name QB going into the draft. Yeah, they're also preparing for the future. They're killing two birds with one stone. Win now, and prepare for the future. And trying to have a, le- you know, a veteran legend, you know, I wouldn't say train, but really mentor this younger yeah. guy that doesn't have much of a name in the league right now that, he might have a name in the league in the yeah, future. We'll it's, see. It's the difference between dynasty and dumpster. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, one other thing from that game. I don't know if you saw Rogers TD celebration. That was funny. That was good. I did not. That was a key and peel oh, skit. The, the the where he does the he puts his hands on his head and does a little thrust. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. I saw a meme. It was like one thrust or hey everybody let's thrust for how many interceptions we throw him. Yeah, and yeah he followed up with a pick six first yeah. interception of the year and then on the second. His next drive threw one on the second throw. And that's yeah. when the game just went to shit. But, yep. Yeah. So, so, speaking of dumpsters. I do hear you, though, on the don't overreact on Tampa. Yeah. Um, I don't want people thinking that Brady is a god still. And, you know what I mean? It was just I a good week. I not either, but. I'm not saying he's garbage. I'm just yeah. saying he's he's, he's not. Washed. <laughs> he's on the down. I mean, he's definitely on the downcome of his career. Yeah. 
I think their defense is the guy, them, but their defense is gonna carry. Them you know what? It truly reminds me of. It reminds me of uh, Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl when they had that dominant defense. Yeah. And he wasn't necessary. He was doing enough to be a game manager, but he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't blowing anybody away. But you just held the number one scoring offense in the league to ten points and yeah. scored thirty-eight. Yeah. So you can't we'll count see. Tampa Bay out. I'm not trying to overreact. They're not going to the Super Bowl, and at least. I could see it, but I'm not going to say they are. But we shall see. Yeah. So back to the dumpster. Uh, we got Detroit to talk about. And uh, yeah, they won. I wish they hadn't. Yeah, I really wish they hadn't. I mean, I don't know about you, but I want Patricia out of here. And I don't know if you saw the reports. Like I wanna, a lot of people. You know what? You know what? I want to just clean slate. I want everything gone. Me too. And just start from square I think one. Most of Detroit should, but there's going to be some dumbasses for a year or two and start an expansion team and build from yeah. there because yeah. this is the most sad, sorry sack of shit franchise I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and it's not even the the players and the fans. It's all ownership and coaching. The Fords are out to get some money and empty Detroit's pockets, and they could give a damn about anything else. Yeah. They say, oh, we're all about win now. We're all about win now. But you know what? With all the havoc going on in Detroit right now, why the hell didn't the Fords come out and make a statement? The amount of people in Detroit that wanted Patricia and Quinn gone. They've wanted them gone for weeks. That's when you come out argue, and speak. They've wanted them gone since last year. Yeah, some wanted of to them. be fair, but I'm saying this this season has is, is just escalated the issues. Yeah. At least You're talking double. six straight double-digit leads blown. I mean, come on. This dude just got his 10th win in his third season as the head coach as the Lions. Yeah. Caldwell did that in one fucking season. Yeah. And you got rid of him for this guy. Yeah. What the hell? He was taking us to the next level, man. Yeah. The next level of a landfill. Right. The next what level of mediocrity. What I don't understand is as an owner of a team with fans crying for help, you're losing money now. You're to the point where fans are giving up. Like you just said, you're Bill's Mafia, baby. Yeah. And fucking, I'm a Denver Broncos fan at this point. <laughs> I mean, I just, how do you not come out and make a statement about this? How yeah. do you not try to calm your fans down? Yeah. I don't know if they paid off Jacksonville to help them win this game so that Patricia could stay a little longer and say, eh, well, maybe we got something here. Right. I cannot stand it. I want us to tank until Patricia and Quinn are gone. I don't care how many losing seasons we have. I will do whatever it takes to get those two jackasses out of Detroit. Yeah. And the Fords can go right with them. Yeah, I wish, man. That would be awesome. I think, I, I mean, I think they're going to get blown out this week against Atlanta, but that, that's just me. And Atlanta's a bad team. So. They've been all over the place I, I, this year. That's they're me they're even worse than LA right now. Yeah, that's me hoping. Here is my problem. I got a few problems with them. I, <laughs> I could spend all day on these you, guys. Yeah, sure we could. We'll turn this episode into a couple hours if we need <laughs> right, it to. Right. I just don't... How do they not see a problem? You go around the league and you look at the ownership of all these teams. They're at every single game. If you, you, don't, you don't watch a Lions game and see the camera switch to the forts. You don't. Yep. But you, you watch the Cowboys, how many times you see Jerry Jones on the screen? Right. Well, I mean, it's Jerry Jones. It's yeah. Jerry fucking Jones. But still, the Fords have been in the family of the Detroit Lions for three generations. Right. It was Martha's husband yep. when he passed. Martha. Yep. When Martha gave it up, she gave it to Sheila. 
Yeah. I'll tell you, they, that day went from the happiest day of my life to the worst day of my life. The day that right. Martha stepped down. Yeah. Because the, the, the notifications on my phone were a few minutes apart. So all I see is Martha Ford has stepped down as owner of the Detroit Lions. Yep. I damn near threw a damn party. I almost started doing cartwheels and backflips off my balcony. Yeah. Five minutes later, I see another notification that Sheila Ford, her daughter, has stepped up as the head owner of the organization. And I damn near just put my head in the ground like an ostrich and sat there for hours. Right. This organization has no future with those Fords running it. Yeah. There is absolutely no ceiling. There will be no ceiling because they don't know how to get there. Right now, it's almost as if the Ford's goal is to get worse every year. Yeah. I think the, the Ford's goal is to stay relevantly irrelevant. Like, that's their whole thing. They literally just want to be mediocre every year. They want to be just enough to give you enough hope to think, you know what, they might be good. And then they're going to throw you into a fucking shithole, and then they're going to have an offseason, the Lions Super Bowl offseason. And then they're going to come back, and they're going to shit the bed again, and then they're going to win those couple games. The games they're not supposed to win. Arizona. New Orleans sometimes. You know, games that, like last year, we almost beat KC. Everybody's like, oh my God, we almost beat KC. We almost did it. 4-12. and 12. <laughs> But you're talking Dude. about, and my other things, like it, Quinn specifically, like the fact that people are still, I don't know many people defending Bob Quinn, but you're talking about any. a guy. Look, you're talking about a seventh round draft pick last year that's now the best receiver on the Philadelphia Eagles. You're talking about a safety that was on your team that's now the best safety in the Seattle Seahawks. You're talking about a cornerback that's now the best cornerback on Philly. These guys do not know how to evaluate talent, and when they have talent, they don't know how to use it. This is the worst part. Those players didn't get good till they left Detroit. Exactly, and that's how it goes. Other than Darius Slay. Yeah, Darius Slay. I mean, Darius Slay was always good. and He he, shaped his career in Detroit. Yeah, 100%. He actually hasn't been as good in Philly as he was in Detroit so far, but it's only been half a season. He's better than Okuda. That's my other thing. Look at their drafts. Okuda, a first-round pick. (laughs) The two weeks, the threat. Last third I checked, check in the last I checked, he was the worst corner, and according to Pro Football Focus, and his two starts. I don't know before the bye. I didn't really pay attention. I, on, frankly, no, he actually was. He was he was ranked 113th out of 113. And then the the other corner, I don't even know who was playing with him. Uh, those games, I can't remember. It wasn't no. Trufant because Trufant's no, hurt. Trufant was hurt. That's the only reason Okuda was, was in the starting Coleman? lineup. That's the only reason Okuda was, was it in Coleman, or was Coleman playing? Coleman, that's another thing. Where's Coleman been all year? He was on IR. He was supposed to come back this week. Nope. Wasn't on the injury report. Nothing. Just gone. <laughs> That's the highest paid nickel in the league. I mean, you're talking about... And then another you know kicker... Yeah, th- okay. This is what pisses me off. You go in... And this happens every damn year. You go and look at the people that were picked after the Detroit Lions pick. Look at every draft, man. <laughs> I mean, look at, look at the year we drafted fucking Ebron. We could have had Aaron Donald... Yeah. Are you kidding me? This draft, let's see, drafted after Okuda, Andrew Thomas, right now is the highest ranked rookie lineman in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Tua Tagovailoa, yeah, he only played a little bit of a game, but he looked pretty damn good. Justin Justin Herbert's looking like one of the best rookie QBs in the league. I'm not going to lie. He's looking better than Joe Burrow right now. He's going to be better than Joe Burrow. He might win rookie offensive player of the year if you ask me. Justin Herbert is going to be a. I'm telling you right now, Justin Herbert is going to be better than Andrew Luck was when he came into the league. That's just maybe. Isaiah Simmons, Cardinals. He hasn't done a whole lot, but he's done more than fucking Okuda. Yeah. 
Uh, CJ Henderson, corner out of Florida, is in Jacksonville. He's not doing terrible. He's not doing great either. Henry Ruggs in Ve- uh, Vegas. He's one of the best rookie receivers in the league, and he was out for three weeks. Uh, let's see. Javon Kinlaw on the 49ers. He's made a pretty di- pretty good reinforcement since DeForest Buckner's been gone. You know what pisses me off the most? is Patrick Queen. God damn it. Don't even get me started on Queen. 28th pick to the Baltimore Ravens, and he's one of the most dominant Bro. offensive forces in the NFL and he was picked almost at the end of the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick we Queen. Okuda. Yeah. Jeffrey Okuda. Lockdown corner. He's going to be great. Ooh. Better than Slay. We don't need Slay. Yeah. Let's bring in Okuda. And bring in fucking Hurt Trufant because he's so good. Yeah, let's just flush the toilet. Yeah. That's it. And that's you, the, you know what? I was mad at first. I was like, you know what? If we draft Derek Brown and not Okuda, I'm going to be pissed. I wanted Isaiah Simmons or Okuda. And now I'm mad that I even said that. I would have taken either taken Brown or Simmons. I would have taken any single player drafted in the first round, damn near the second. I mean, really think about it. DeAndre Swift, our second round pick at 35, is showing a lot more potential than our number three pick overall. I got another thing on Swift, though. Before this before yesterday, the Lions gave Akuda the ball 12 times. They targeted him 16 times. They don't know. They didn't use him. He had 12. Well, Hold on. You just said the Lions targeted Okuda? Or, I'm sorry. Did I say Okuda? I meant yeah. Swift. Sorry. Yeah, there you they go. They targeted him 16 times. They, they handed the ball off to him 12 times. He got 42 yards rushing. 124 yards passing, receiving through four weeks, right? Four weeks, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two total touchdowns. Yesterday, 14 attempts, 116 yards, two touchdowns. The dude blew out what he already did, and then he had another seven yards, whatever. He wasn't that big in the receiving game. He had a breakout game, but that's because they finally gave him a chance. They don't even know how to use their damn players because up until – name any other team that's using their first and second round picks as minimally as they do because if Trufant was in, or wasn't injured all year and Coleman was in all year – you wouldn't see Okuda on that field. What does that tell you about that GM? What does that tell you about that coach? This is a defensive guru, yet every team can fucking smack him. I, I just, you know, bad team, bad organization. Well, and you got Oruwara, or yeah. however you say yeah, that. State corner. Yeah. I mean, he, he's been doing okay, but... Yeah. It's, honestly, the only way doing, that I'll ever go back to the Lions better is better than our third overall pick. Yeah, the only way I'm going back to the Lions as a fan, as a fan strictly, is if they make a significant change that convinces me that they're actually making a change. I don't want to see this I want, bullshit. I want to win now. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to win now, man. I, I want a complete reset. I'd rather see Stafford get traded this year and win a Super Bowl in fucking San Francisco or Dallas. I'd rather see Galladay even get traded and go somewhere and get as much draft capital as you can, have a fire sale like Miami, because you look around the rest of the league, you look at Cincinnati, you look at LA Chargers, you look at... Uh, Miami Dolphins, you look at the Arizona Cardinals, look at all those young teams that literally turn it around in a couple of years, and they're exciting. Their fan bases are excited. They're like, you know what? We're going to be good in the next few years. I don't care if we suck right now. Here's the problem with the Detroit Lions. They don't have a plan. They're not willing to take the fall that they would have to take to jump back into that rebuild mode. No. They keep saying that they're in rebuild mode, but the biggest problem is they're not going all the way they do down these to half-ass rebuild mode. rebuilds. Exactly. They're getting rid of the players that they, they, here's what they do. They get rid of one or two really big names on the team a year, make you think that they're going to do something smart. Go and draft a big name in college that ends up being a bust. Yep. We do it every year. Think every about year. it. Hawkinson hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't been good. 
No, I mean Noah Fant's been better than him, and I remember all the talk about whether or not Noah Fant or Hawkinson would have been a better tight end. Right now, Noah Fant's the better tight end. Just yeah, it's it's a bad team. It's a bad team. Why are you drafting all of these guys? Why are you drafting a corner at three overall? Why are they Why? drafting tight ends at the top ten within five six years? I mean, dude, I'm looking at the draft right now, and there were people drafted in the third and fourth round that are doing better than. Jeff Okuda was. And just speaks to the organization, not necessarily the talent. No, don't get Bro. me wrong. Put uh, Look, here's another thing. You put Okuda on someone else's team. You put him on the fucking Steelers, Baltimore. We'd be saying, man, we wish we got Okuda. You put Patrick Queen on the Lions, you wouldn't even know who he was. <laughs> nope. Because nobody, they don't know how to handle They don't know the how talent. to use talent. They don't know how to handle talent. And you're talking about a guy that came in from Patriots that was supposed to be the scouting god. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's drafted some talent, but look, he trades him. He cuts him. He gets rid of him. He doesn't know how to, he gives him to a coach that doesn't know the difference between his thumb and his asshole. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about like there's a there's a joke. You know the garbage pail kids. You, you sure they had a new yeah. one? Fat what? Matt. <laughs> fat Matt Patricia. How's a team? How's a dude that fat coach a football team? That guy's supposed to be a leader. Get that pencil out of your yeah, fucking look ear. At, look at Andy Reid and look at uh, yeah, whatever. Andy Reid wins rings now. But then again, he's got uh, and what's his name in Arizona? Bruce Arians. Well, now he's in Tampa. Well, he's, yeah, Tampa, you know. but that's what I meant. But they're both he, he turned guys. around a shitty team and brought in Tom Brady, and now they're smacking the number one offense in the league. I mean, it's just you look at every other team, man, besides the Jets, you discount the Jets and the Giants and Atlanta now, I guess, and Houston kind of, but that was really, I don't think that's because Atlanta and Houston are bad teams. I think it's just bad. I mean, they let a bad coach stay in Atlanta too long, and they let a bad, not necessarily a bad coach, but a bad GM run that team for how long? That's going to happen. But those two teams are going to bounce back within the next five years, and I guarantee you they'll say the playoffs before the fucking Lions do. I think Atlanta would probably need to do a complete reset too. Yo, oh, actually, oh shit, there was something I wanted to talk about, but yeah, we'll talk about it. Closer to the trade deadline because I got a trade. I got a trade. That's a preview for two weeks from now, three weeks from now. But that's all I had about this week. I mean, I, I can go on about the Lions every day because uh, there's always a bad thing about them. And uh, if you're still a Detroit fan at this point, sitting at two and three, and you're feeling real excited about playing Atlanta in Atlanta <laughs> next week and playing Minnesota following that and you're just you're just ready because you think this team's going to go anywhere and you think they might blow a lead like they have yep. but really Detroit's the better team at blowing leads yep yep I mean they, think about this dude Stafford went from being one of the best comeback fourth quarter quarterbacks to with one of the worst lead blow and it's not even his fault one of the look I went from frankly I'm to Stafford too <laughs> I mean, it's not really his fault. I'm not, I don't want to say it's not his fault, but at the same he's, time, like he's the dude, trying. But I've seen him for nine years. He's hit his cap, dude. I've seen him for nine he years. He hit his ceiling, and he's probably on his way down now. As far as I, there was a report at the beginning of this year, if they didn't do well this year, he's out. He's done. He's he's either retiring or he's leaving. And the way his body's been, the way his wife, his wife with the health situations, he's got three young kids at home. Shit, I'd leave too. The fuck's the point of staying? Pulling Andrew Luck. Get the hell out. Yep. Save yourself. And it's like really this guy and the other one. <laughs> right. 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 Just Barry did it. This guy Kelvin did it. did it. Sue did it. They all got out of there. Get the hell out of Detroit. Or just pull a, pull a Gronk and say, I'll retire if I get take put back on Alliance. 
Remember when there was talk about Gronk or Lions going after Gronk and he retired yeah. because of it? This dude yeah. literally ended his career and ended making millions of dollars just so he didn't have to play on the Detroit fucking Lions. Yeah. And then comes back and still gets back with his homie Tom. On a good team uh, with yeah. a winning record, with a good coach and an even better organization. Right. And look at that. Yep. That's, that's Detroit, man. But I'm telling you right now, if, if anybody has any expectations for Detroit, you're talking about in Atlanta. In Minnesota, or I'm sorry, it might be at home against Minnesota, and then in Carolina. Maybe not the greatest teams, but they're a hell of a lot better than your team. And it doesn't even have to be a good team. I think they could play fucking, I think the Jets could pull it off. Man. <laughs> They'll go up 21-3, the Lions will be going 21-3 into the half, and then Sam Darnold will just light it up, coming off injury, because whatever. Joe Flacco might even have a good game against them, who the fuck knows. Anyways, that was the show this week. Uh, we got an NFL preview coming up on Saturday. Stay tuned for that. Uh, Brad, you got any last words? That's all I got, man. Lions wear me out. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Don't forget to share us. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that shit. See you guys next week. See you next week, people.